Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Indeed, let's get planning. Welcome to the show. I'm Alicia, the host of this shindig, the Bride Chilla podcast. I'm an author. I'm a comedian. I'm a professional big mouth. I might put that on a t-shirt soon. I really like saying that. I am so happy to be sharing this time with you, helping my lovely listeners, you, the bride chillers and groom chillers, plan a stress-free wedding without all the uh, extra shit that goes along with it. I'm so happy today to be sharing with you. Well, look, I actually read this this week and I'm like, I have to make an episode about this. Pinterest has released their top, I don't know, 10 I look at how much interest I've taken in this. That's very professional of me. I think it's 10 uh, lists of trends that they have seen from their wedding pinners. And I thought that there are a couple on this list that I'm really pro. There are a couple that I'm a bit like, eh, I don't know about that. And also I've got a couple of my own that I want to throw in. So I thought, hey, let's talk about it. Let's see. Because Pinterest, you know, as much as I'm sure a lot of you have listened to my uh, feelings, thoughts, and vibes about Pinterest. I'm very pro and also a little nego, negative in Australian. About the dominance of Pinterest when it comes to planning events such as weddings, it's really interesting to see and hear from you especially about how much Pinterest has played a part in what you foresee your wedding to be. I did a very early episode of this podcast about 44 years ago about sometimes needing a pintervention, how we become a little too focused on the aesthetics of the day and sometimes forget about what it's all about. You've heard me talk about this a lot. I'm not going to go too deep into that today because today sort of is about aesthetics. It's a little bit about some fun, quirky ideas that have clearly been uh, shared a lot because this trend report, as Pinterest called it, is all about how many people have pinned certain items and shared them. And it's sort of interesting to see where things are going. Before we kick off and we go through the list, I wanted to thank, well, two things. I wanted to thank this week's uh, sponsor of this episode is Squarespace. You might have heard me talk about Squarespace, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about what uh, I think one of the trends of this year is, and it's not even a trend. I hate, I think trends can be a little fickle. This is just a good idea, and that is paper free, paperless weddings. Removing some of the unnecessary clutter, paper clutter, when it comes to your wedding planning. Finding a way to not only save money when it comes to creating invitations and RSVP lists and seating charts, but also compartmentalizing all of the amazing information that you are gathering as a couple about your wedding and putting it all in one space, which is where my lovely friends, my partners, my supporters at Squarespace can help you create a wedding website and uh, get all of that information in one place. And as you've probably heard me say in my sponsored reads before, and I absolutely stand by this, Squarespace is one of those great products where you can just put all of your information into one page. You don't need to know anything about coding or uh, any of the technical super nerd stuff. And I also think that creating a website, looking back at Groom Chiller last, Groom Chiller Week last week, Groom Chiller Week last week, Groom Chiller Week last week, hard to say, is that if you dude 
right, is, and it could be a chick as well. I'm not, this is not gender specific, but I'm thinking about some guys who really like the techie aspect of things, but there isn't much techie stuff to do when it comes to weddings. I think handing over building a wedding website using our lovely friends at Squarespace and your special discount code wedding, if you uh, sign up using this code, you get 10% off. It might be nice to hand over the idea of making the wedding website to your man or your lady if that's the way you roll. There'll be more on paper-free weddings uh, later in the show. I've got some other great ideas and a little bit more to share with you about the idea of building a wedding website because I really think that if you can bring all the information into one space for you and also your guests, it's just a lot easier. So many bits of paper we seem to receive in invitation packages now and it gets a little overwhelming and if you lose one bit of paper, then... uh, Someone's ringing you, asking you for details, and if it's all in one place, much easier to do. All right, let's kick off uh, with number one on the list of the Pinterest 2016 trends, and uh, I wasn't surprised by this one. The first one is something I've been a huge advocate, and that is unplugged ceremonies. Couples saying to their guests, please, please pop your phone in your handbag, your pants, your trousers your small purse, whatever it is, while the ceremony especially is happening, just be in the moment. I don't know about you, but I'm really getting shitty with the amount of people that are walking in uh, built-up neighborhood areas while texting, Snapchatting, using their phones. And also, (laughs) this is just a general gripe. I mean, let's just walk around and focus on where we are placing our feet and where we are focusing on getting to our next destination rather than texting and walking. I think, like Japanese people do, like in Japan, it's very rude to smoke a cigarette and walk at the same time. And they have special designated, in in suburban sort of built-up areas, they have special designated smoking places so you can move away. Now, I think smoking's a dirty habit, but the idea that you are separating these two experiences and then people can go about their daily business, I think is a really good idea. I also think we should have a text area and you should just fuck off and move to your own space and use your phone off the main causeway. I digress slightly, but I'm coming back to the point. The idea that we should have our face in a phone or holding a big stupid iPad to take photos at someone's wedding is really, I just find it a little a little disrespectful in the sense that this is the one moment that they've been planning and you have been planning for so long. And then to walk down the aisle and see all these phone bloody phones up taking photos and stuff and their focus on adding filters to the moment of your life while you're doing it, it's, I don't know, I just think it's a little naff. And it's funny, we went to a wedding over the weekend, uh, last weekend, uh, Alicia and Kirk's wedding, and I'm sure we will be hearing from Alicia when she's back from her fabulous honeymoon. But as we arrived at their wedding, they had a lovely little sign saying, this is an unplugged wedding. Please no photos of Kirk and Alicia on social media. And that was, I think, and we will hear from her. I'm sure she will give us more of an explanation. But I think that was because Alicia's from Australia. You've heard her on the show. She's a makeup artist. She's fab. And uh, they were wanting to control a little bit of what was going out there and also for people to be in the moment, to be focused. However, I did notice people still stood there with their bloody phones out taking photos. They just didn't post them to Instagram. So I think 
one thing, an observation I would like to make, and maybe if you're considering unplugged weddings, and maybe you're not, and that's totally cool. I'm not saying this is the only way. I just think there's got to be a way to rein in people's focus a little bit more. But perhaps another way to say it is, please feel free to use and take photos of, of the whole day. Enjoy yourself. But maybe while the ceremony, maybe it's a phones down situation during the ceremony. I don't know if that's impolite to sort of say that, but I do think that we have become as a society really phone focused and it makes me a little bit sad. So thank you for sticking with me for that rant. And I will continue to vent and rage when I watch people idly walking along with their faces and their phones while I'm trying to get to my destination. And also just people walking out onto the street, holding a phone, watch for cars, you're going to die. The second Pinterest trend of this year actually is also something that I talk a lot about and something I know that a lot of you lovely listeners are partaking in, and that is the Honey Fund. That's what they've called it, the Honeymoon Fund. These are registries where you're asking people to contribute to your honeymoon celebrations, and uh, instead of purchasing some sort of registry, physical registry item, you're saying, would you please contribute to our, our honeymoon, or we're planning on a big vacay later in the year, chuck in some cash. And I think personally, this is a great idea if you don't need gear, you don't need extra stuff, and uh, your guests are looking for inspiration when it comes to contributing a gift to you, I think it's nice. I don't think there's any problem with it. I think etiquette is really changing when it comes to this. And even actually looking in the 19, 20 months that I've been doing, can I still say months? It's like a year and a half, nearly two years. I've been making this show. I've really seen a change in etiquette. I know I did an interview quite early on where I had an etiquette expert on and she was like, "Mm, I still don't think asking money for for, for honeymoons is sort of cool. And I think we've really shifted in this last year with people saying, actually, that's fine. I think that's absolutely fine. And if you ask in a way that is polite and not necessarily forceful, but just saying, hey, we're going on this honeymoon, we'd love it. If you are planning on contributing a gift, no pressure, but we would love it if if you could maybe um, add to this kitty of Honeymoon Fund. And often in a lot of the big websites, you can collect money for specific activities, hotels and travel details. You can create some really gorgeous, almost like stories within these um, honeymoon websites and gift registry collection websites. It's not what they're called, you know what I mean, where you can say, we are going on a gorgeous cruise uh, on one of the days of our honeymoon. Would you like to purchase a cruise for us? And then it gives you opportunities to then share specific photos and say, thank you so much. We had such a great time on the cruise. Here's a photo of us on the cruise. Here's us having some champagne on the cruise, blah, 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 blah. So people feel like they've actually purchased you something rather than just giving you cash. I think it's nice. I think it's good etiquette to thank them for a specific thing, if you can be bothered. And I think it's very forward thinking. We don't need to be just collecting more shit if you don't need more shit. Number three, again, is another one of my favorites, and that is mismatched maid chiller dresses. They said bridesmaids dresses, but you know how I roll. Maid chiller dresses. I love the idea that we are embracing our individuality when it comes to our friends, to our A-team, to our maid chiller crew. If you're like me, as I assure you, I I think you are, because that's why we like to hang out together. That's why I'm your virtual bridesmaid. Your friends are all different shapes, sizes, styles of people. (laughs) 
They're not cookie cutters. I know my friends all look different. They all have different tastes in clothes. They they like things that are different to each other. And that's why I love them because they're not the same person. That would be boring. So when it comes to your bridal party, I'm such a big advocate of this idea that you dress your maid chillers or you work together to find some attire that suits them and still fits with a theme. This doesn't mean that you're just saying, hey guys, go pick a dress, you'll all look different. There are ways that you can help your made chillers feel comfortable and feel very stylish in what they're wearing and still tie it all together. I've seen so many fabulous photos of made chillers wearing, I don't know, um, like saying, we're going to go for a, and this is for a specific sort of wedding. You're probably not going to do this on a beach, but if you're going, we want gold dresses, right? And then all the maid chillers picking a gold dress, whether it be shimmery or a beautiful, I don't know, sequins if you're going for the disco effect, but choosing a dress that really suits their figure and their style, but also still teeming with the theme. It's also really nice to be able to say if you're having dresses made, you can perhaps choose a range of patterns or materials and then ask the bridesmaids to choose the style of dress they want. This is one thing I think that is often underutilized is if you do want them to all wear the same color and the same material, there is nothing to stop you from saying, well, I know that some people suit a halted neck top and some people have huge norgs, huge bibis, and perhaps a halter neck style wouldn't really suit them because their breasts may come tumbling out, but they would then suit something with straps. But then the skinny mini friend looks great in the halter neck. So the idea that if you still want that same color selection and that look, you can then choose a different style of dress and it will still all tie in together if that is something that you're concerned with or it's something that you really want to achieve. I love the flexibility of this trend and I hope it's not a trend. I hope it's something that's going to be here to stay because it really does reflect, rather than having this shitty old custom of bridesmaids going, oh, fuck, I really hate that fucking dress. I hate the dress so much, but I love my friend. That maybe we can evolve out of that, that sort of vibe that bridesmaids, 80% of bridesmaids are going to more be mortified about what they're dressed in and instead say, I am going to embrace the different shapes and sizes and aesthetic styles uh, that please my bridesmaids, my maid chillers, and work together to find something that everyone's going to be happy wearing. And then hopefully, if you are purchasing or they're purchasing the dress, that they can genuinely wear it again. Not this sort of bullshit where they go, yeah, I'll definitely wear that pink, Grecian, halted, hoop skirted dress again. I can absolutely see myself wearing it again. And inside they're like, just put a gun in my mouth. This is not going to work. Number four on the Pinterest trend list is food trucks. And you know what? I I love the food truck idea. Of course, it depends where you are living and what style of wedding you are having. I have seen some crazy pictures of people like in full black tie get up dressing very to the nines and then standing next to a food truck eating a hamburger. And I think if that is the style you want to go for and you can make that work, just go for it. I do think food trucks are something that if you're living in quite a big city, I know in London, I know in Melbourne has some amazing, like super gourmet, gourmet food trucks that, you know, you're getting a better meal outside of the truck than you are in some restaurants. It is important 
to contact the food truck people if you are having them. There are a couple of things I want to say here about the actual organization of it. You need to think about cutlery. You need to think about where people are sitting and standing if you are going to organize a food truck to attend your wedding. You need to think a little bit about logistics of how much food they're willing to prepare for you when they're arriving, how long they're going to be staying. And also, it's just as important as having a caterer catering your event is that you meet with the food truck people, ask if they've done weddings before, ask if there's anything special that they can add to their food truck catering service that is for your wedding. With the, Maybe they do something special for weddings. Go through the checklist as you would with a caterer and I think it's important to ask a little bit about food intolerances. I mean, everyone's got friends that can't eat something, haven't we? haven't we all? And of course, it's important to ask about taste testing, hitting up the food truck, asking them to prepare the food as if you would be eating it on the day. I think there's lots of opportunities to get really creative if you are people that love a good feed, a good bit of food, but don't necessarily want to have a caterer attend, or if you're in an area, perhaps, that it's hard to have a kitchen if you've got a private venue to have a food truck turn up and cater the wedding and then just leave again and not have to do all the preparation and have a... I know at our wedding, we had to hire a big mobile fridge, a refrigerator, because there wasn't a big one enough for our uh, caterer. That cost us 500 bucks. So I think if you could have a food truck come and do it or a number of food trucks come and cater, that could be fun as well. Lots of logistical questions, and I think it's a great idea, but you just need to think it through a little bit, really hone in on the details before you make any decisions. And also... As I said, make sure you test the food. You don't want some hokey pokey food truck turning up with some big fatto in an apron looking gross and, uh, you know, not suiting the style of your wedding. I just said fatto. That's awful. Number six in the Pinterest wedding trends is non-traditional venues. Now, you know, I love a non-traditional venue. I am a huge fan of of getting creative and finding something that reflects you as a couple that perhaps isn't conventional, but is also something that's fun and different. Of course, when you're looking at non-traditional venues, you need, again, like I said with the food trucks, to think a little bit about how you are going to get food, catering, are there toilets, are there easy ways for people to enter the venue if they have uh, mobility problems? Sometimes we can see, like, you know, I go crazy and romantic and go, this disused building looks amazing, but it's sort of crumbling at the side and, you know, there's no secure flooring and it may fall down at any moment. And that looks great in a photo. Would you want to have a party there? What are the actual logistics of it all? I get a lot of voicemails and emails from people who are saying, I found this great venue and I went really crazy and we really had a good time. And then we realized it's going to cost us 10 grand to get a caterer in there. And we have to bring in 14 portaloos and uh, there's no lighting. So we have to power it. And it becomes more of a, you know, this crazy event planning becomes bigger than, than Ben Hur because you have to organize all of this stuff. So as much as I say I'm a huge fan of using alternative venues, I do think if you are going to take the leap and use a venue that perhaps isn't commonly used for events, it's good to get a wedding planner or coordinator in to come and inspect a venue with you because straight away they are people that will go, yes, 
I can absolutely do this or no way, not in your life. This is going to cost you $50,000 and it's going to waste a lot of time. So I just think use a professional opinion, really bounce off that idea. And of course, there's flexibility when it comes to picking alternative venues and so many pros such as bringing your own booze and being able to have a blank canvas, but also blank canvases can take a lot of work. So as I said, I'm really for it. We did it. We used a house and we had to bring a lot of things in and it probably cost us a little bit more, but we had an amazing day and we loved it. But it is good to have the forethought before you sign any contracts or give any money uh, and really focus in on what's important to you and how much work you want to do personally. There will be more of this wonderful list after this very short break. As I said, I wanted to give a couple of tips about my wedding trends before I keep going with the Pinterest stuff. Of course, the number one wedding trend in my books is being a bride chiller. There it is. Why isn't that on the fucking list? Because we're a secret society of cool, calm, collected people, and we are bettering ourselves by being relaxed and enjoying the process and creating a wedding that is truly us, not necessarily following trends. So there it is, a trend of not following a trend. That is meta. I did promise I would talk a little bit more about paper-free weddings. I think there are so many great options when it comes to this and the idea that you can collate and collect all of your information. I was trying to think a little bit about uh, all the different programs. I know I said this episode is sponsored by Squarespace and I really want to share the benefits of creating a wedding website. I know I've talked a little bit about this before. You've probably heard my sponsor reads these uh, ads that I've been doing with Squarespace. I want to really reiterate whenever I have a sponsor come on board, I very much respect our relationship, you and I, and I would never promote something that I didn't think was good that was gnarly, that was fun, that was easy to use. And uh, I have people approach me quite often about sponsorship. And although I'd like to take their money, I don't necessarily always believe in the product. And that's just a credibility thing for me. I would never put my name, face, uh, and encourage it. Most importantly, I wouldn't be sending you in a direction of using a product that I didn't believe in. And uh, Squarespace is one of those companies who just produce a really nice product and something that's easy to use. And they have a really good website. I'm going to link to it today in my show notes. But they have squarespace.com slash tour slash wedding dash website. That was a lot to remember. But just Google Squarespace wedding website if you want to have a look. It's uh, got a really nice selection of real wedding websites, people who have used Squarespace to create wedding websites. And there are some fabulous ideas. They're all created off templates. doesn't mean you have to code anything. You just drag and drop all of your photos and images. They have pre-existing RSVP templates, so you can just use an Excel spreadsheet, if that's how you'd like, or Google Docs to upload the file, and then in the back end, people can RSVP, your in, your invitation can be RSVP'd on the website, and in the back end, you can check your RSVPs, you can see who's coming, who's not, and allocate from there. It's really clever, it's really easy to use, and it is not expensive. And when you look with paper-free, you look at the, the difference between printing and uh, then creating a wedding website and using that to collate your data and also share information. Like if you have a destination wedding, 
I know as a guest, it's really nice to go to one website and look at a map. You can link to Airbnbs or hotels. If you've got a discount in a bulk uh, booking situation, you can add all the codes there. You can add your Uber codes. I know that's something a lot of couples are doing now is adding an Uber discount code. Because, you know, when you join Uber and uh, you can now share a code with other people to say, here's $10 off your first your first ride. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, instead of hiring wedding cars, we're just saying to our guests, if you use our Uber code and it's only like a five-minute trip down the road, that you are basically giving them a free ride in an Uber and also you're getting credit on your account. That's a little tricky thing that I have been. Uh, people have been sharing. I think it's quite clever without also having to organize. Of course, there are pros and cons of that situation. That is, if there are enough Uber cars around, you need to check where you are getting married and seeing if there are if Uber actually works in the area. But again, this is good to have a wedding website where you can add all this information. And then when someone rings you and goes, hey, I just want to know if you can give me any sort of selection of where I should be staying. You go, listen, Sally, head to my website. It's all there. So I'm a big advocate of that. And I think it's really good to be able to save money. You can put up your backstory. You can put up photos of when you were kids, photos of your dog, you can also add <laughs> lots of information about, uh, as I said, people that have, you know, dietary restrictions. They can tick a box and say, I'm gluten free, sugar free, milk free, fun free, whatever. So thank you, Squarespace, for sponsoring this uh, episode and also sponsoring the show. I love having great people supporting the show. And if you are a vendor, if you have a company, if you like the show and you want to get involved, I want to hear from you. Visit thebridechiller.com and send me an email. Let's inquire. Let's talk. Let's get busy. Number, number, number. What number am I up to? I am up to number eight, and I love this one in the Pinterest 2016 wedding trends. It is uh, late night eating. It is the snack after the party. Now, this is a very, I think, quite an English trend. and Well, not trend. This is a tradition that they have been doing, and that is where they would call it in England a bridal breakfast, a wedding breakfast, sorry. And that is, it's not a breakfast though. I used to get confused. When I first moved here, I'm like, what the hell are these people on about? But the idea is you have a formal meal, you have the ceremony, you have a formal meal, like a sit-down meal perhaps, then you have the disco, the party, and then they bring out more food. And I love this because often at the end of the night, you get a little lackluster, you might have had a couple of champs, you want to dance people get a bit messy. And if you bring out another round of food, and this doesn't have to be crazy big sit down, this is just like canapes, canapes, and snacks, maybe little hamburgers or some chippies or fries. Uh, it's good to revitalize your guest with energy and also soak up some of the drunkness. In the Pinterest 2016. They've got a board they've created, by the way. You can go and check out this board. It's actually quite sweet. It is um, pinterest.com and it's 2016 wedding trends. Just Google it and you can find the board and it sort of links to lots of other boards that have used these items, these items that I'm reading out. And it's quite cute to see some of obviously the visual examples of these. But the idea that the late night snacks, there are so many cute ways that you can present these snacks 
And if you don't have staff handing it out, it's a matter of, you know, you can create a snack table even that people can quickly put together at the end of the night. You can get a family member. They don't have to be hot food. It could be cold snacks. But I think it's nice to just provide a little bit of food if you are planning to party on and you want people to last. I think it's a pretty good idea and it's not expensive. It doesn't have to be crazy or elaborate. It's just a little extra chow, a bit of nosh for late night good times. Number nine, informal wedding programs. Now, I actually think wedding programs are a big pile of wank. And I say that because, again, going back to paper free, this is another thing we have to print out and another thing that people will literally read for two seconds, pop on the seat or chuck in their handbag and then throw it out later on. Some of the examples that they've given for this trend are really fun. And I think if you are going to be printing a uh, printing something that you would give people, I mean, I, I think the question I have for you, if you're considering doing a ceremony program, are these things, is this something you would keep? Is this something you want to see? I find a lot of the times the weddings we've been to where they've given us a program, I skim it and then I either use it as a fan or I fold it up and put it in my handbag and then put it in the bin when I get home or I leave it on the ta- on the, the chair after me. I don't think people really need, unless you're doing, like I've said, some sort of big a religious ceremony that perhaps your guests, some guests might not understand what's going on. I think that is fine if you can do a little uh, description of saying, hi, welcome to our Greek Orthodox wedding. This, if you've never been to a Greek Orthodox wedding, this is what's going to happen. I think that's great. But if you're having a stock standard, and please excuse my stock standardness, but if you're having a normal quote unquote, you turn up, there's a celebrant or a priest and people sort of get what's going on. I don't necessarily know that you need the bit of paper. However, if you would like to see some examples of some informal, fun programs, there are some really good ones there. But I do think if you're trying to save money and the environment, and if it's not necessary, I would say avoid this step. But that's just my personal opinion. You know, you don't have to take everything I say for granted, to heart, whatevs. I will also... can't even speak today. I will also say if you are doing a wedding website, whether that is Squarespace or with anyone else, you could add if you are having a ceremony that's perhaps a little different or something that people wouldn't have been to before, you could also add a page to the website saying, by the way, here's what to expect. Wear a flat shoe if you are, for example, I went to a Greek Orthodox wedding, we've spoken about this before, where I wore a high heel and then didn't realize you were required in the uh audience, it's not called the audience in the church, the people, the guests, were required to stand for the hour of the service, which I didn't really understand. Uh, But I was not prepared and I ended up taking my shoes off and standing barefoot in the church. No disrespect to the Greek Orthodox community, Greek Orthodox community. But I would have loved to have known what was going on. And perhaps if you add a page and say, hello, I'm Charmaine and this is Jerry, two new people I've invented. We're having a Greek Orthodox day. Here's what to expect. Here's a little bit about the history of it. And please wear a flat shoe because you'll be standing for a fucking hour. There it is. Two more on the list. Uh, one that I can say very quickly, and that is alternative seating. I quite like the idea that people are not necessarily choosing to sit everyone at big long tables or, you know, big tables in 
round tables in a sort of uh, reception environment. They're saying, let's get a bit creative and mix people up and let's do some circular seating and have everyone sitting around a big Knights of the Realm table. Or perhaps we're doing a big square, like someone's going to perform in the middle. You don't have to necessarily sit everyone around big round tables. I also think big round tables can be a complete waste of space in a small area. You think about all the room in the middle of the table that is never used and is taking up a lot of extra floor space. So if your venue is smaller or if it's a weird shape, then maybe it's good to ask the uh, people who are supplying the tables and chairs if they have different shape tables and chairs to fit into that environment. If you never ask, you will never know. The final but not least wedding trend from the world of Pinterest which I suppose we've all contributed to by clicking and sharing these uh, lovely pins, is wedding cake alternatives. A few years ago when I got hitched, when we got hitched, a wedding dessert table, that was a new thing. I remember people turning up going, what the hell, what's going on? Feels like it was the dark ages, it was only four years ago. But now people have gone absolutely nutso in coming up with some very fun and quite sexy looking desserty options, different ways to share sweet treats that aren't necessarily just a, you know, cut the cake and serve the cake, which I'm also a big fan of. If you're not a big sweet tooth and you have a wedding cake and that's what you want to do for your dessert, I'm all for that. Let's not go crazy. But perhaps you love a sundae. I love a a sundae with a topping. You could do a sundae bar or a s'mores bar, as my lovely American friends. Did I say that right? S'mores? Is it the marshmallow and the chocolate and the biscuit? Mm, I could totally go one of those right now. You, you probably need a bit of an open fire, I'm assuming, to make that. Or some sort of gas situation. I think you should check with your venue before doing any open flames. But lots of creative ideas. If you have a specific sweet thing that you love to eat, maybe it's donuts. I mean, I would love to eat any of this stuff. I'm actually getting quite hungry thinking about it. If it's donuts or muffins, maybe you want to pop the top, have a muffin top wedding. God, that's good. That would go with my Seinfeld-themed future wedding that I'm going to make Rich and I do. When someone wants to sponsor us getting remarried, as Seinfeld, like a Seinfeld wedding. That's what I'm now proposing. Rich Rich would kill me, but he would do it because he loves me. I feel like the people that maybe, maybe Sony Pictures wants to sponsor us to have a Seinfeld wedding. Anyway, we would have a muffin top wedding cake. That's what I've decided. That's what would happen. Look, there's lots of creative ways. Do check out the Pinterest um, 2016 Wedding Trends board because they've got a bunch of amazing looking desserts that aren't complicated, but it's very creative and they look great. It's a really good way to sex up a table by adding a bunch of sugar shit to it. (laughs) Oh dear. Look, it's been nice to do this. And I also feel like I might have regained a bit of love for Pinterest after this. I know I'm a bit of a Debbie Downer about Pinterest. I think it's a wonderful resource. I just think we become a little too loco about pinning unreachable, unmanageable things and wasting a lot of our precious lifetime. And really, ultimately, bride chillers and groom chillers, you got to get outside and live, damn it. We don't want to spend all of your wedding planning pinning stupid things that you're never going to use 
or pinning things that are, you know, a hundred pictures of the same style of thing, especially if you're going to a vendor and saying, hello, here's my inspiration board. You want to actually be able to trust your wedding vendor, especially if it's a florist or a, a, a cake decorator, a cake maker, to make this stuff. You're hiring them because they've got skills and also they're creative people. So I would say, Hire people that you have faith in, but also let them have a little bit of creative uh, control as well, because I think you'll be delighted being able to hand over a little bit of responsibility and let it go. And I know, having interviewed literally now hundreds of wedding vendors and experts, a lot of them really appreciate you sharing your Pinterest inspiration boards. But also they don't really often appreciate brides and grooms that come up to them and go, I want this to be exactly like this photograph. It's got to be a carbon copy because where's the fun in that? And also where's you in that? So that is my final word. We think trends, we here at the Brad Chiller podcast think trends are a bit silly, but also we like to see inspirational, creative people. So I want you to take this list with a grain of salt, a bar of soap, Another, there's no, no one says take this with a bar of soap. That was made up. But just take it as, as what it should be. Pinterest should be somewhere that you're inspired by, but not completely controlled by. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I got to talk with you today. I'm so happy that we shared this time. And I'm so happy that you are so supportive of me and that we've got this wonderful little bustling community happening. I love people are writing on the Facebook page. If you're not a bride chiller Facebook page person join their great community sort of saying hello i found this item but i can't find any more does anyone know where they are can you help me or hello has anyone got a suggestion for a wedding vendor in east virginia and people are writing back i don't have to do anything i just watch this happen and sometimes contribute but otherwise get involved it's a great community support each other bride chillers and groom chillers and also lastly i want to say i've done something i wouldn't I said I wasn't going to do, and that is I've joined Snapchat. And I did it because, as you will hear in next Monday's show, I interviewed my beautiful cousin, Belinda. Actually, she's got two shows coming up. She's a bride chiller. She's planning a destination wedding with her fiancé, Luke, in Hawaii, and she's sassy and funny, and I love her. And uh, she's like, she writes to me. She's five years younger than me. Sometimes that feels like a million years. Uh, and she's like, what are you not? What are you, why aren't you on Snapchat? People love it come on, get on board, embrace it. And she's also in marketing and she's like, it's very good for connecting with your audience. So uh, I joined. I know I've shat all over it before, but I'm going to try. So if you would like to find me on the Snapchat, all you need to do is, uh, well, you can visit, apparently my username is Alicia MCC. That's A-L-E-I-S-H-A-M-C-C. And uh, I will be posting lots of stuff. I also thought it would be fun to post some more stuff, uh, some more bits and pieces in the lead up to the launch of Significant Other. It might be nice for you to see a bit of us doing what we do. It's just lots of us being silly and a lot of me without any makeup. So don't be alarmed. I'm not sick. I'm just not wearing mascara. I love you all. Please keep the voicemails coming. Thank you so much for the donations. I am incredibly humbled by your generosity, and it really helps me cover my costs, especially when I don't have sponsors on board, which happens quite often. And uh, it helps me pay my lovely virtual assistant, Jess, who is the one 
that keeps all my shit in order. You're a fabulous audience, a fabulous community. Kisses to you all until Thursday's episode. Happy days.